0: Not John. What are you talking about, Randy? We have to stop pretending. The guys won't be coming back. They're dead. Dead? You're crazy. They're dead and the van is gone and we have no way out of here. not true. van's back, it's right out in front. Look, don't everybody's around here somewhere. Don't worry for crying out loud. You haven't been listening to me! I told you they were dead! And so! nightmare. What's up, Dick holes and truck nuts? Um, it being the future, being in an, like an apocalyptic future where shit is fucked up and bad, you know, um, we don't have like auxiliary jacks in our cars anymore. That technology doesn't work. But I just made a, uh, uh like a like Nirvana not like Gr- Nirvana greatest hits cd i made like my point is just like cd rs are a thing now cuz cd drives do still work um i made a cdr of like my favorite nirvana songs which is like not that much the hits cuz i've been kind of like i like went down a rabbit hole with nirvana a little bit and got obsessed and like you know just like i'm like uh, whatever anyway my point i was just yelling. there's a song called uh Lounge Act, I was just hollering along with it while I ate like a futuristic power bar kind of energy nugget breakfast thing that I scavenged. And it's it's got me stoked for rock, you know what I mean? Which is great because that is what Rock and Roll Nightmare is about. Um, it's a movie about rock. It's a very low budget with very uh, like, I don't want to say unimpressive, like very low-budget special-effects monsters. Um, There's, um, what's... How to start, how to tell you about this. Um, It's about a band. It's about a band led by this guy. Uh, I don't know if we get his name. I mean, spoiler, we get his true name at the end of the movie, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, He's this enormously muscular man uh, with like blonde hair that has like bangs and it, it like you know it's like long with bangs um and he's got a band of kind of like misfit dudes who i don't think any of them really have long hair like it's a little bit like the the main dude was like i am the metal like i am the like rock god here and you all are just like a bunch of fucking herbs like I don't want you to take away from the attention that I get when I play and my like uh, like spandex leggings and like like he has this blazer that's like skin tight but it's a blazer and it's like a coral red with like little like white polka dots um, And it sounds, I guess it sounds kinda garish when I describe it that way, and to an extent it is, although maybe not quite as garish as that description makes it sound. Um, this band, uh, they're called the Tritones, or the Tritons, I think they're called the Tritons, right, which, um, okay, sure, like, Tritons with a Z, oh, and the singer's name is probably, like, Bobby Triton or something, at least that's what we are led to believe at first. Um, it's probably not Bobby. It's something Triton, though. It's, like, Thor Triton and the Tritons. Um, he, uh, he's brought his band to this secluded, like, house with a barn in Canada to do their, like, rehearsals before they go into the studio, right? But also, the barn has a 24-track recording studio in it. Um, and I guess, like, other bands have done this in this barn. It's, like, a thing. Early on, um... After a super, super long series of shots of the van driving to the barn, um, one thing this movie, so, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that my stance is that movie should be probably, stick to like around 80 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, and this movie does, it's like 83 minutes long, um, and there's still there's a lot of like they could have gone a lot shorter you know what I mean they put in a lot of these really long shots of like like not even like fast cuts they drive this like this white van with some stripes on it that probably like looked super futuristic when the movie was made in like 1986 or 1987 or whatever but like doesn't look that futuristic now that it's the future um there's usually like super long shots of that there's another part where like this one dude and this girl are gonna go like do it by a lake and so we just like from really far away we just like watch them walk to the lake and watch them walk to the lake you know what I mean it like just keeps going on because I guess they wanted to get it above 80 minutes which you know makes sense because you probably there's like rules about putting movies in. I don't know if this was in the theater or not hard to say you just you would understand their reasons for wanting this to be like the length of a regular movie, you know what I mean, and so there's a lot of super long shots of there's like this this not to get ahead of myself there's a scene where um okay, so here's the deal um I need need a little background to tell this story. I guess the main dude in this movie, his name is Thor mickle John or John Mickle Thor or something maybe John is the wrong one he's this like. I guess he's had a couple names, but Thor tends to be a part of them. And in real life, he's a real-life rocker um, who, like, in the 70s had a band called, like, Thor (laughs) named after himself. And I guess their genre was muscle rock. Like, they called it muscle rock and maybe even named an album Muscle Rock. Because he was, like, a bodybuilder, like, weightlifter dude, but also a rocker. Um, and so, like, I'm, I'm led to understand that, like, at, at his shows, he would, like, bend steel bars and, like, microphone stands, just, like, with the power of his, like, muscles. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess there was a documentary that came out about him at some point that I haven't seen. Um, and, like, this movie, like, shit is goofy. You know what I mean? I don't know how, like, in on the goof... Thor is, like, it seems like to some extent, right, like, you don't watch this movie and feel like Thor is being exploited as, like, a buff metal dude, you know what I mean? Um, but also it just feels, like, pretty, like, low budget and, like, I don't know, like, I don't, all I really know, there's, there's like, not a super extensive Wikipedia page about Thor, and all I know, I learned from there, um... And honestly, it's not that much. Like, I should I probably, I would probably watch the documentary about him. Um, but so, I guess the same year that Rock and Roll Nightmare came out, uh, Zombie Nightmare also came out, also featuring Thor, uh, also featuring Tia Carrere, who you may remember from the podcast about jury duty that I did previously. She's becoming a regular in, Imogen watches classic films maybe, I don't know. Um, Also, as an aside, one thing, I know I haven't done this that much on this podcast, but one opportunity that I feel like I really missed when I was talking about Jerry Duty* in the previous episode uh, is that, I was like, what the fuck, like, what, what stance is this movie taking about trans people, right? Or, like, trans women specifically, where there's, like, one, like, uh, like trans woman who, like, tricks Polly until she talks, right, and then he finds out that she's trans and he's grossed out. And then there's also Polly in drag who, like, tricks no one except, like, tricks one person and is played for a joke, right? I mean, I guess they're both played for a joke. I guess my point, and I I realized this as soon as I stopped recording that podcast, is like, oh, the trans woman spectrum as like, viewed through representation in jury duty is basically, like, homosexual, transsexual, autogynephilic transsexual, right? Like, there's, like, the hot transsexual who tricks Polly at the beginning, and then there's the gross transsexual who is Polly, right? Um, I don't know, there's probably more to say about that, but I just want to, like, put that observation on the record. Um, so, getting back to Rock and Roll Nightmare. We watched the van drive to the barn for a really long time, and then the manager of this band, who's, I don't know what his name is, but he has... like varsity jacket and on the back of it it says like official Archie fan club like those comic books Um, so I guess the manager is into Archie Um, he like is talking to the dude who I guess rented them the house and the dude who rented them the house is this like Canadian dude in a like denim jacket who is talking about all the rockers who have used their barn for a rehearsal space Um, but he keeps, like, getting their name wrong. He says, like, Bob Stewart instead of Rob Stewart or something. Um, and, like, gets some other, like, rock stuff wrong in a way, which I think is supposed to code him as sort of, like, a, like, like, clueless small-town yokel that we will, like, contrast to our heroic metal bands. Like, they're huge, dude. People love whatever this band is called. Um, Anyway, the manager is talking to this this Canadian dude who's renting them the place. And Canadian dude is, like, not getting Rock stuff right. And so the manager is kind of, like, being dismissive. He's like, you don't know shit because you don't know about Rock. But the Canadian dude tries to warn him that, like, there's something bad here, right? Like, something is wrong with the barn. And it's, like, evil, but, like, the manager doesn't want to hear it. He's not listening. And so the, uh... The the dude with the denim jacket Like walks away and he's like Oh you'll find out about it Like don't worry about it You'll learn um, Foreshadowing The chaos that is to come uh, Basically You get some, There's like an opening uh, It's like a teaser In a TV show That's like language That I know about now um, Before any like credits come on It's just like a cold open On this family That like The like Mom is making breakfast And then she gets like murdered and stuffed in the oven and the dad opens the oven and she's like a screaming, like, gory skeleton. Um, And so like, I guess we already know before the, um, the denim jacket guy tells us something is wrong. And I mean, I guess when you go to see Rock and Roll Nightmare, you already know that something is wrong, right, but you still want to put it in the movie, but I feel like it's like, it's called, we call it like a double beat in the future. It's like, you know, you find out that there's a monster and then dude is like, there's a monster. Um, and the funny, so they get there and I guess they get set up and you find out that like, the girl who plays keyboard is in the band, is married to this dude, they're, they get out of the van and there's like fucking like a dozen people who were in this like, minivan. There's a lot of people and they're gonna stay there for a couple days and... They, like, get set up, and they go to their rooms, and then they go out to the barn, and they play a song. And I forget exactly how it works out. They play a song that's, like, about, like, rock. Like, they like to rock, or they, like, rock and roll is important to them. It's, like, a song about that. And you see the first glimpse of the monster, and, like, I don't know if you ever saw there was this old, like, Like, in the 80s, there was this Nintendo cartoon. Or maybe it wasn't even a cartoon, maybe it was, like, a comic that came in this magazine called Nintendo Power. Um, but there were characters who were, like, the Eggplant Wizard from Kid Icarus. Like, you can Google it and see, like, if you Google, like, Eggplant Wizard cartoon, you'll probably find a picture of it. Um, we see the monster, and it looks like a cross between an Eggplant Wizard and a dick. Um, and it has, like, one eye and a mouth, and there's been these, like, camera angles that are, like, the, like, scary camera angles where the camera is like, wobbling and running along the floor really fast, and you're thinking, what the fuck, the mon-, like, we haven't seen the monster yet, but I guess the monster is, like, two inches tall, and unclear whether that's the case. Like, at first, the, like, eggplant wizard dick monster. Looks like it might be two inches tall, but then it's kind of like behind a table or something, and it looks like maybe that's just the head. And it also has, like, shoulders. Um, so it might not be two, or maybe it slithers. It's kind of unclear, like you get the impression that they didn't have that big a budget for special effects and so they couldn't really, like, go all out on the cosmic horror in the way that they might have wanted to. Um, anyway, the monster, I feel like it, like, spits in somebody's drink, which then means the person who drinks it becomes possessed and, like, turns into a cool, gross monster, um, and it's, the, the characters are a little bit interchangeable at this point, um, like, they sort of are differentiated from each other as the movie moves on, but not that clearly, like, all the dudes have kind of, like, hockey mullets, and all the girls have, like, big hair, um... And I don't know how else you would differentiate characters, but by their hair, right? Like I don't know how you determine which people are which people. Um, the manager gets this, he's like, I'll go find you some drumsticks, Stig. Stig is the drummer. He's got kind of a hard to place fake accent, maybe Australian, maybe British, some kind of British. It disappears. They might disappear after he's possessed. Like, they might actually explain the fact that his accent disappears. I mean, they don't do it explicitly, but I feel like that's around the time that his accent disappears. So, um, he goes to get Stig some, some drumsticks. And this, the girl who drank the, like, monster cup, um, she's like, she, like, seduces him and then like kills him or like turns him into a monster Um, and it's unclear why she needed to seduce him first like they probably just wanted to show boobs like you see her boobs and then she turns him into a monster I forget how Um, and this is kind of how the movie goes there's a lot of like pretty hard to watch heterosexual sex Um, stig winds up happening These girls show up in the middle of the night. They're like the biggest fans of this band and they heard that they're gonna be in town so they go and then like there's this scene where there's like some gross like sexual assault dynamic stuff and it's unclear how you're supposed to read it because like these girls come over and the manager guy is like with the Archie jacket. He's like, let me see your boobs or something and the girls are like, why would you ask us that? Like that's fucked up, which is true right? Although, it's kind of surprising, like, if they're, like, coming in the middle of the night to, like, hang out with this band, like, they, like, this is music that glorifies sleaze, right? So, like, they must have some idea that these people are kind of obs- sex-obsessed, right? But still, they're right to be like, I shouldn't have to show my fucking boobs, right? Like, I'm just here to hang out with this band, and I know it's the middle of the night and they're asleep, but I still want to hang out with them. And then, um, it's also unclear whether, like, the... The manager guy is a bad man because this is what he does, or whether he's possessed and this is the demons making him be kind of sexist, you know what I mean? Um, like, again, not really explained. And then uh, I guess he probably kills them off screen, and then we don't see any more of them. Uh, there's a scene where I feel like getting possessed by a mon- like getting turned into a monster and the way that these monsters work is basically like the camera will show the person and then we'll like cut away from the person and then cut back to the person but the person has been replaced by like a like uh like a monster you know what I mean um there was an episode of this show called the Hogan family where maybe I've talked about this already on the podcast I was a little kid it was on tv and Everybody watched a zombie movie and then went to sleep, and then they all had, like, three scary zombie dreams. And there was one where, like, one kid, like, comes downstairs and his whole family has been turned into zombies. And it freaked me out as a kid. It was super scary because the zombie, like, makeup, the, like, prosthetics they put on these actors' heads was super scary. If you look up Sandy Duncan zombie on the internet, um... This fucking terrifying dude. And these zombies kinda look like those ones. Um they're like really just like seems like a bunch of like prosthetics on people's faces with like deeply lined faces and like jagged like pointy teeth. Um I mean it looks super fake, but like you don't need things to look super realistic, right? Um So what the fuck? Uh there's a scene where everyone is washing dishes and literally nothing happens, they're just like washing dishes. Um, there's a scene where a monster, they're like listening to a metal tape and a monster hand turns it off. Um, at one point the band plays this song about energy, about how like you give me energy and that energy like makes me want to fuck you. Um, and then after they play the energy song, everybody gets like super horny and so they all like, they all go back and, and like have sex with each other for a really long time. There's this like interminable scene where Thor and his girlfriend are just like making out in the shower. And at one point you see Thor's butt. um, You see more boobs probably. But it just keeps going and then they like cut away and then it just like, they'll cut back to it and they're still doing it. Um, And there's a point in the song that they're playing while those two are making out in the shower where like when they first kiss, it seems like that's the exact same moment that the slap bass comes in. And I don't think like, this was the era of a lot of like synth slap bass, you know what I mean? Like, if you listen to, like, the beginning of Janie Got a Gun by Aerosmith, it's this, like, synth slap bass that, like, sounds kind of ominous and cool and not, like, you know, like, funky like slap bass usually does, but, like, it's just it's kind of bonkers when that slap bass comes in as Thor first kisses his girlfriend. He's like, dude, I gotta work on writing this thing, and she's like, I got a better idea, like, why don't you come, like, fuck me in the shower, and he's like, okay. Uh-uh. So, all this happens, right? Over the course of the movie, it's like, not that much surprises. Um, I feel like I wrote down which surprises like the times that the movie surprised me. I can check it actually. Um, oh yeah, this there was a, it was a surprise when more female characters showed up, so there's not a lot of strong female characters in this movie. Um, forget what. Oh, yeah, the first time that you see the, like, eggplant wizard dick monster. That was a surprise. It, was, it seemed like it was, like, just, like, a little bit of, like, a, like, dorky metal movie that was going to have some occult stuff, and then there was weird, like, special effects monster stuff. Um, oh, yeah, the third surprise is there's this kid. There's just this fucking kid shows up, right? You know, like, what is this kid doing here? And some of our characters, like, follow him outside, and, like... One of the things you want to do when you're writing a story is, like, if you've got an ensemble cast, you want to kind of focus on them, right? You want the action to come from, like, your, like, characters that you care about, and you want, like, everything to kind of, like, matter from them, to kind of come from them, right? At least that's, like, you know, like, the theory of, like, making up stories or whatever, is, like, you want to center your characters. But, obviously, that's a rule you can break if you want to, but it's just this fucking kid shows up, right? <laughs> you're like, where the fuck did this kid come from? This is like, this sticks out in a way that like makes it clear why that is a rule, because it's just some nonsense, and then our characters follow this random kid outside, and then I feel like the kid like kills them, or like turns into a monster. Um, that was surprising. Okay, so all this shit happens, right? People are being replaced by monsters. Who fucking cares? It's like, what's happening? Um, and then we get to the end where Thor's girlfriend has become possessed, right? And Thor is in the barn, working on some lyrics, um, and there's a super long shot of his girlfriend coming, and she's possessed, and I guess we know she's possessed, and she's gonna, like, uh, kill him or whatever, and she gets there, and it turns out that, like, like, she, like, turns into a monster, right? And Thor is like, I kinda knew this was gonna happen, like, he's not surprised by it, right? He's like, oh, finally, like, here's the monster. Um... And the twist of the movie that blows your mind, which, like, I was not expecting this twist to be here because this, like, the, the competency level of filmmaking doesn't lead you to think that they're gonna bother to come up with something interesting, right? And so this, like, I was cracking up when this happened. You find out that uh, um, Thor is actually an angel from heaven whose name is Intercessor, I think and he's like, yeah, you didn't kill, the the monster's like, uh, I killed all your friends, and intercessors like, uh, no, those are all like, I just like, like made those with magic, like those weren't real people, those were just like, uh, like tropes from horror movies, you didn't actually kill anyone, and then there's like a transformation where suddenly most of his clothes are gone, his hair gets blown out really big, he's wearing a lot more makeup, and this like, this, like, chainmail, very studded, like, black leather bikini briefs, and he, um, he's like, okay, well, now let's do it, let's have our, like, final showdown, like, Beelzebub, and it's funny, because he's like, oh, demon, I've known you, like, for forever, like, you have many names, like, this is, you've, like, overstepped your boundaries, and now I'm here from heaven to, like, Re establish the like boundaries as set forth by some treaty or something, whatever. And so they have this like epic battle between Thor and fucking or sorry, between Intercessor, formerly Thor, and Beelzebub, slash a bunch of other like demon names. Um, and it's like it's it's not Avatar, you know what I mean? It's like it's like. you're just seeing the monster's face for a while and it's like not moving around but then like as they're fighting they're gonna have to fight right so first the monster's throwing these little fucking like green octopus things at Thor and uh Thor is like gamely trying to like make it look like he's fighting against these octopuses like they're like biting him or like attaching to him or whatever um he's you know it's like the monster's throwing those things at him, and then they have their, like, physical fight, and, like, honestly, I, I struggle with the thing where there's this, like, metaphysical, like, um, like, dispute, right, or, like, a thing that needs to be settled that's, like, cosmic or, like, magic, and then it's solved by, with, like, fist fight, you know what I mean? Like, that just feels bullshit to me, like, I want some, like, metaphysical shit to happen, but you don't get that. They just, like, they... When it it comes down to it, what this movie believes is that it's gonna be settled with fists, right? Except that they don't have a fist fight. Because I think that the monster puppet, like, the, like, um... special effects monster thing isn't articulated that way. It's, It's, like, not a person in a suit. It's, like, basically, like, a plastic thing that somebody made. Um, and so... Um, what you get is, like, basically, like, Thor grabs it by the wrists and then they, like, just kind of, like, spin around and the monster can't really make facial expressions, but Thor can. And so he, he like, is, like, exerting himself pretty hard and there's, like, lots of flashing lights and stuff in the barn, so it's, like, you know, it could be worse in terms of an action sequence, but it's really long and, you know, pretty unimpressive. Um, like, the... I don't know, it's not like one of the great fights of cinema, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's pretty cool that Thor is a fucking, uh, you know, angel from heaven. I mean, whatever. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, oh yeah, his name is Triton, the archangel. Which, you know, there's an interesting thing there, because the Tritone is an interval in music that, like, has been called the Devil's Interval. And so calling your band Triton feels like, okay, that's cool. That's, like, kind of, like, satanic, right? And then it turns out that he's, like, Triton, not Tritone. It's, like, not an allusion to that at all. Maybe it's a misdirect. Maybe this is a really well-written movie. Um, gotta assume this is a really well-written movie. Okay, so anyway, whatever, um... Oh, I didn't talk about this. I could have mentioned this. I know that I just got to the climax of the movie in there for the podcast. Uh, but briefly, one thing that this movie does do a pretty good job of is there's a lot of blue light and yellow light, like, kind of contrasting, and it happens over the course of the movie. There was one scene where I was, like, watching and kind of like, this is dumb, um, and there's a shot of just, like, this, like, blue wall of the house where they're staying, and there's, like, a bright yellow, like, window in the wall, and it's beautiful, you know what I mean? It's, like, really nice, um... And it culminates in Thor and Beelzebub or whatever, like, having their fight. And Thor's hair is totally bright yellow, and this monster is, like, totally blue, right? Like, they've actually been doing a consistent foreshadowing with color theme thing the entire movie. Um, Which, like, again, that's, like, pretty good filmmaking, right? There's, like, a cool twist. There's, like, cool color stuff happening. I don't know, man. This movie, I was into it. After Thor beats the monster, um, he fucking, uh, he like, there's this final scene where he goes to a graveyard and he says something about, like, I've avenged you, like, you're finally avenged, and that doesn't make any sense because they weren't real people, right? They were, like, horror movie tropes that he had brought to life in order to trick that demon, but, you know... What are you gonna do? You can't go wrong with ending on a fucking graveyard, right? Alright, truck nuts and dick holes. That's it. Image of Benny on Twitter. This song is by people watching. That other song was by Gorgon. Fuck capitalism and fuck your internalized colonizer mindset. See ya.